just in and so good. Thousands of summer deals at your Nordstrom Rack Store. Save up to 60% on new arrivals from Vince, Rag & Bone, Adidas, Joe's, Marc Jacobs, and more. Great brands, great prices every day at Nordstrom Rack. But hurry for first dibs. Get your summer favorites up to 60% off at Nordstrom Rack today. Great brands, great prices. That's why you rack. Dietz and Watson's been making meats and cheeses the right way since forever. What's that mean? It means never cutting corners, ever. It means cooking, not processing. It means our Virginia brand ham that's cooked to perfection, then twice baked to layer the flavors. It takes more time, but you can taste the difference. We come to work every day to do it the right way, even if it's the hard way. Because if it's not right for us, it's not right for you. Dietz and Watson, it's a family thing since 1939. I was Wasn't no easy street where I come from. There wasn't no sleep until the work was done. That victory bell One for the money To another show Three start your engines now And rock and roll Hi, everyone. Welcome to NASCAR America Motor Mouse. Marty Sider, Kyle Petty joining you here this afternoon. Come on up in a moment. Dale Jarrett will join us via Zoom. Nate Ryan will join us here on set as well. And then also on the show today, how about Cliff Daniels? Big win for he and Kyle Larson Huge. at Texas. He'll be on the show this afternoon. Also, Tyler Reddick, the playoff disruptor to this point. You know, he and he and William Byron, they've been they've been quick. <laughs> yes, they they've, been, they've been a problem for these playoff teams. Uh, Tyler Reddick will join us on the show as well. Of course, we want to hear from you guys, 844-NASCAR-NBC. A lot of talk about Kansas today, but also a lot about Texas last week, and it was a crazy race in the Lone Star State. Everything is bigger in Texas, including the stakes in the Cup Series playoffs. For the eight playoff teams remaining today, is the most important race of the season. Starting in the back, you're going to have to pass a lot of cars. Historically, this is a hard place to pass. How do you see yourself being able to do that? It's definitely a tough place, and if you're fast and you're able to make some good lap time, uh, your options become more abundant. Truex Jr. sits third and feels like he has to win in this round to make it to the championship fourth. Be a long one. Probably like hell all the way to the end. All right, boys. We're out of eight. Throw the men show up. Got to be perfect. We can do it. Be smart. Race to race track. Have a great day here. Good luck to you. An automatic advancement to the 
championship for in Phoenix is on the line if you're one of the eight playoff drivers. Can one of them capture it today? We are underway in Texas. And there's the competition caution. Leaves pit road, pays attention, no contact with the 77. I think I'm good, I don't think I hit him. The 18, speeding. Seven car stopping and then re-going, I gassed it up. And then when I shifted, I was way over, I knew it. Oh, we got a spin on the back straightaway, big crash. Just got touched in the left rear, let's come down, we'll look at it. Yeah, we're just gonna come down, put four on it, pull the left rear damage. See Kyle Busch, he just got a little bit of damage, not much at all. Oh, the nine of Chase Elliott. We heard that he might be reporting the vibration. Here he is. I need to come. Come, need to come. come, on, come on, Sounds like a loose wheel for the nine of Chase Elliott. He comes to pit road. Three, two, one. We're spoken, guys. Spoken. Yeah, blew up. All done. Joey Logano, playoff driver, now behind the wall. The engine expired on the 22. He is out of the race. This is a 500-mile race. The fact that it's a 500-mile race has affected the 22 car. Yeah, just a bummer. I mean, what do you, what do, you do? It's the first time we've blown up a motor in a really long time, so uh, sometimes things happen. The good news is we know what we got to do in the next two weeks. It's a uh, winner go home at this point. They stay three wide. A little contact there. Hamlin on the outside. Blady in the middle. Still three. Should get a shot. Still three. And now, how gingerly does the 11 have to finish this race out? Definitely our left rear here. You're clear. Hamlin oh, around. Hamlin sliding. Hang on to it. Right in front of the field as they come out of turn number two. Another playoff driver with an issue. Yeah, the 12 just got bounced up into us there, and we got our tire cut, hit the wall, and then the 17 and 14 got into it there and came across the nose. The nose smashed in on the 11 of Denny Hamlin, another playoff car with an issue. Denny Hamlin, the second issue in closing laps. Coming out of turn four, Martin Truex Jr. slams into the wall. Another playoff contender. I definitely was running, you know, running tight, trying to get all we could, and, uh, you know, maybe I squeezed him, maybe he slid up, I'm not sure. I don't even know if we touched. Tough spot to have contact like that. I don't know. It is what it is. Back on the gas, they go. Two laps here from Texas. Big push, big push. Kyle Larson, a win at this racetrack, locks him in to the championship four in Phoenix. Hell yeah, boys! Let's go! Kyle Larson, a dominant performance. He'll win in Texas. Let's go to Phoenix. Run for a title. Larson, you were money on every single restart. So proud of you, man. Oh, man, what a day. I feel like we finally got it pretty decent there by the end. Now, Ryan Blaney, Denny Hamlin, Kyle Busch all above the cut line. Maybe must-win situations for Martin Trucks Jr. and Joey Logano, who both had issues here at Texas Motor Speedway. Texas in the playoffs never fails to deliver a lot of chaos that happened there. And we welcome in our good buddy, Dale Jarrett, who will join us here this afternoon. Want to get your guys' big takeaway. Kyle, we'll start with you. What was your big takeaway from the race at Texas this weekend? Well, you know, I didn't have a big takeaway until my, our boss came in, and he gave me this. So my big <laughs> takeaway uh, is Joy Logano. I don't know if you guys know that or not, but Joy Logano is my big takeaway. 
had an engine failure. Mm -hmm. uh, the first engine failure that they had had since Pocono, 2014. 2014. Crazy. Couldn't have come at a worse time. But I spent the morning up at Penske's shop talking to Joey, and there seems to be a calmness about him, a peace about him. Uh, legitimately, to win the championship, he's got to win two of the next four races. Right. But they believe they can do that. And that is fascinating to me. It's freed him up. He's not worried about points. They're going to the racetrack, just like he says he goes every week, just to win. So um, they may be down, but I don't believe this team is out. That's my takeaway. Are you like the magician on the Johnny Carson show? Um, I am thinking of. <laughs> right here. Who am I thinking of? Who am I thinking of right now? Joey Logano. <laughs> Who you got for your big <laughs> you got for your big takeaway, DJ? Oh, gosh. You know, it was hard to come just one. That's that's great stuff, KP. And it is very seldom that Doug Yates' engines uh, have any problems. But, you know, parts and pieces do break in these things. But mine, when I looked at it, I was going to first say Ryan Blaney, who's doing an amazing job, uh, did a great job there on Sunday and, and has got himself in a really, really good spot here. But my big takeaway is Denny Hamlin. Um, you know, he had the opportunity there to get a solid top five run. Yeah, he wasn't going to win the race, wasn't going to beat Kyle Larson. But there late, I thought, wow, they've made some adjustments. Denny's got this car where he needs it to be. And I thought third to fifth place. But you can see right there, that's just racing. That, that was Blaney's car coming up a little bit as they entered the trioval. Denny was coming down, I think, the side draft a little bit. And unfortunately, that created a really bad situation. Really lucky here when he spun that he didn't get hit or hit the wall any harder than what he did. Looked like they were actually going to rebound from that. And, and then uh, then later, he got in the mess with uh, the 14 and the 17 here, got some more damage. Pretty lucky that he's even still above the cut line right now. But uh, I, they're going to have to clean things up. Denny's going to have to really do his best driving. But he's got two good racetracks coming up for him. But uh, you can say that about a lot of these drivers. It gets tough right now. And giving away points at this stage of the, of the racing uh, is very difficult to come back from. Yeah, certainly coming to two of his better racetracks at Kansas and Martinsville, one of his home racetracks. Uh, my takeaway is be opportunistic. I mean, you look at what Kyle Busch and his team yeah. did, Kyle, at the end of stage one. We saw that big wreck with Bubba Wallace. They were behind all of that, yeah. slowed up to get through all of it. <laughs> but they took advantage of that opportunity. They go and win stage one. They get 10 points there. The guy behind him, Ryan Blaney, gets nine points. So if that doesn't happen for Kyle Busch, and if, if Ben Bayshore calling the race from Huntersville, North Carolina, doesn't make that call, they don't get those 10 points. Now Kyle Busch is two below the cut line. Ryan Blaney is just plus eight above the cut line. Point is, Kyle, it's still a points race. Yeah, it's a, well, it's definitely still a points race. You, you take Kyle Larson, uh, who wins the race, who everyone already assumed was going to Phoenix right. no matter what. So they were points racing no matter what for these other positions. Uh, but it's definitely still a points race. I, I, listen, as much as we want to talk about winning your end, winning you advance, there's always someone that moves forward on points, always. Mm -hmm. So if, no matter how you look at it, uh, you know, you've got to go. Every point counts. Every point matters. So, DJ, I think people look at the schedule and they go, another mile and a half this weekend, just like Texas. Tell me why Kansas will be different than Texas this past weekend. Uh, well, I think the main thing would be because it's a completely different racetrack. Uh, and the, the drivers talk a lot about Kansas like they talk about Atlanta, 
uh, before now they're going to repave Atlanta. But it's that worn surface that allows them to move around on the racetrack, utilize many grooves here. Uh, there are going to be some drivers that are going to be right on the bottom. There's going to be others that are scraping the back bumper against the wall, kind of like the way Michigan used to be. And drivers appreciate that opportunity. Uh, there's nothing down on the racetrack except worn out asphalt and whatever rubber they put down there. So I think that's why uh, things are uh, could be different here. But it still sets up perfectly for Kyle Larson. This driver and team are, are just at, they're the best out here. Uh, that, that's kind of an understatement and stating the obvious. Uh, but, you know, I, I could have, if I'm going to give out a superlative two back to Texas for a second, it would have to be uh, the man, uh, the magician in Brad Keselowski that still <laughs> has his name in the mix. Uh, you know, I know he's well below the cut line, but he shouldn't even be here. But he showed up and, and uh, had a chance with a, you know, if he would have just got a push on one of those last restarts, you know, things might have been different. He might have at least challenged uh, Kyle Larson a little bit there, but he had a great run. They're just hanging around the rim. I mean, they're just there. They're, there, they're ready to they're be opportunistic, as we talked about. So, Kyle, when you look at Kansas, and DJ makes a great point about how you can race all over this racetrack, and it's really two and three wide. You can run all against yeah. the wall. When you look at this racetrack, does it favor one team versus another? <laughs> Uh, Kyle Larson? Um, <laughs> I, I, don't, I don't know. You know, I think everywhere we go favors uh, them. And you, you hate to say that, but last year we sat here and we kept talking about Kevin Harvick and Denny Hamlin, you know, with, with all the wins they have. And it seems like every year there's one team or two teams that, that separate themselves. We've seen as many as three teams. But this year it seems to be that one team, that one team, that five team of, of Kyle Larson's that has separated themselves and everyone is, is chasing them. Uh, and the contenders that we've seen the last couple of weeks race mm-hmm. them are guys that aren't racing for the championship. These are guys that have already been eliminated. This is, you know, we're talking William Byron and we're talking Tyler Reddick. They're the guys that have been more competitive with Kyle Larson lately. So, DJ, with uh, Larson winning, there you see Chase Elliott below the cut line. Do you really think that the five team is like going, all right, we're all in. We're going to get Chase Elliott into the next round this week at the shop? <laughs> Uh, everybody else at Hendrick Motorsports might be thinking that, but this five team isn't. They, you know, they know the man went there and won the championship and won the race and won the championship last year. Why would they really want to race him? I realize they, in their mind right now, they don't really care who they're going to race. Uh, but to say that they're going to do anything extra to try to help Chase Elliott, I don't know how you do that at this point. If there was something to be gained there, they would. They obviously have the information right in front of them there. But I think the bigger thing to me is that um, Chase Elliott hasn't won on an oval. You know, his two wins are from the road course, and um, there, there's nothing that I've really seen that shows me that that he can contend with the five car and, and a couple of others, even William Byron right now and, and Tyler Reddick. So I think that they've got their work cut out more than, than just saying, oh, we're going to get help from the five teams since they're already in. DJ, I want to hear from you and Kyle on this. You brought up those two guys, William Byron, Tyler Reddick. So we have this conversation every year, non-playoff drivers versus playoff drivers. How do you treat them? How do you race around them? But I'll tell you what, the 24 and the 8 are legit. Like, they, they, are, they can win races right now. It's a little bit of a different conversation this year because they're in the mix. They're running up front. I mean, Tyler Reddick started on the second row on the final restart at Texas. So what do you think about how these non-playoff drivers should race playoff drivers, especially when you look at what Suarez and the 19 and what happened with those two guys on, on Sunday? Uh, yeah, it's another race. It's another week. Uh, you know, we say all the time that the sport of NASCAR racing and the playoffs are totally different than, than any other sport. And that's one of the great things that separates our sport is that everybody else is still involved. 
Well, everybody else has something to. They're racing. A lot of these drivers are racing for their future, for their livelihood. You know, it means a lot. They have sponsors they're trying to impress, car owners they're trying to impress. You know, Tyler Reddick wants to get that first win. If he can do that, he doesn't really care who these who's, uh, who might be at expense of that happening. He's not going out there looking to wreck anyone, but he's an aggressive race driver. And you can't take that away just because these other guys are in the playoffs and, and trying to move forward and be a part of the championship four. So, uh, and Daniel Suarez, I mean, for track house racing and Daniel Suarez, he was racing at Texas to get a top 10 finish. That's huge for that race team. Uh, so you can't fault him for what he did there. Uh, matter of fact, I think probably Truex said it best. He said, I was squeezing him a little. He said, I could have run him out of room there. And, and I think that's exactly what happened. So, um, you know, you know that I think that the, I actually think the drivers that are in the playoffs still need to consider who they're racing at this point in time and, and what the consequences might be. Do, do they do the guys they're racing need this spot a, a little bit more? And, and if I'm going to say this, I, I said this on a radio show the other day that, hey, Martin Truex Jr. and this race team shouldn't have been back there battling for 10th anyway. Uh, they're a better team than that. <laughs> He's obviously a championship driver. He should have been further up. So I, I'm all for these guys racing hard. Uh, you know, you try not to have that contact, but sometimes it's going to happen because things happen on a racetrack. <laughs> Could not have said it better. Could not have said it better. Uh, listen, listen, this is two weeks in a row. Truex gets spun at the chicane by some guy, I don't know, in a 54 <laughs> Joey car. Hand Joey Hand. He gets spun by Joey. What's he doing back there? What's he doing? He's a better team than that. What's he doing loafing back there? And if you're racing these guys, you have to take some responsibility. You're sitting in there hanging on that wheel, okay? If you pinch him a little bit, know who you're pinching. This is, this is, you know, this is Daniel Suarez. He is fighting for his life, too, at the same time. These other guys are out there. They didn't just say, okay, these are the guys in the playoffs. Don't touch them. Don't get near them. We're going to start those guys 15 laps before you guys and then let you guys go. That's, that's what this is what this series is and what are, how the playoffs are set up. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? You have to take some responsibility. You can't complain about non-playoff cars all the time. Okay? You have to take some responsibility. Good conversation. Let's grab a phone call before we get out of here and hear from Cliff Daniels. Let's go to Josh in Buffalo. Josh, what's happening this afternoon? What's on your mind? Hey, guys, I was just wondering, uh, looking ahead to Phoenix, with the guys being able to have some practice, you know, and everyone always says Kyle Busch with practice is one of the best drivers. Uh, do you think if he can make the champ four, he'd be the favorite uh, with that practice being on offer there? What do you think, DJ? Oh, I still can't make him the favorite, but I give him a lot better chance uh, because Kyle Busch is really, I mean, we've always talked about what a great driver he is, but one of the things that makes him such a great driver is the ability to take his car and work on it and know the feel that he's looking for by going through practice and qualifying and getting himself ready for the race. And obviously, for last year and the majority of this year, you don't have that opportunity. So uh, I would say that his chances increase a lot by having that time for practice. Well, DJ, when we come back, there's only one playoff crew chief who feels pretty good this week, and that's the guy who's going to join us next. Cliff Daniels, crew chief for Kyle Larson. He'll join us here on Motor Mouse. We'll chat about Texas and also the rest of the playoffs coming up, and I think maybe the championship four as well. Justin and so good. Thousands of summer deals at your Nordstrom Rack Store. 
Save up to 60% on new arrivals from Vince, Rag & Bone, Adidas, Joe's, Marc Jacobs, and more. Great brands, great prices every day at Nordstrom Rack. But hurry for first dibs. Get your summer favorites up to 60% off at Nordstrom Rack today. Great brands, great prices. That's why you rack. Back on the gas, they go. A mile and a half from his eighth win of the season is Kyle Larson. A win at this racetrack locks him in to the championship four in Phoenix. Check a flag right here. Let's go! Kyle Larson, a dominant performance. He'll win at Texas. Unreal. Larson, your money on every single restart. So proud of you, man. Great car, guys. Let's go to Phoenix. Run for a title. Good job. Well, it's certainly fitting that the best team all season is the first team in the championship four. That's Kyle Larson and Cliff Daniels. Cliff Daniels joining us now off the big win at Texas. So everybody talks, Cliff, about how this race, the first one in the round of eight, is the most advantageous race of the year. Your life's a lot easier. So tell us the truth. You're living it right now. Are you really thinking more about Phoenix than anything else as you prepare this week? It was certainly great to get the win in Texas, and uh, I'll be dead honest, yes and no. We've uh, had a way that we've raced all year, um, how we prepare week in and week out, and uh, it's been a very strong cadence for our team. We know how to operate in that format. We know how to schedule our workflow. Uh, so we've spent a pretty healthy amount of time focused on Kansas this week. Uh, we're going to do the same thing next week for Martinsville. Um, and then, of course, the, the week after will be, uh, you know, all about Phoenix. Um, don't get me wrong. Uh, I, I've spent a lot of time this week looking at the Phoenix car, making sure, you know, it's coming along through the system really well. The body's in good shape. Chassis is in great shape. Um, so, yeah, we're, we're making sure that thing is going to be a, a fast bullet. But uh, we're focused on this week and, and we'll be focused on next week, too. Well, Cliff, I got, I got to be honest. I'm, I'm pretty much out of things to say about Kyle Larson and you and this team this year <laughs> with everything you guys have done. So it, my question is this. Uh, you worked with Jimmy as an engineer and then as a crew chief for a, for a, a pretty, pretty good while. Um, are there similarities in how Kyle Larson approaches his racecraft, uh, how he talks on the radio, how he gives you input? Are there any similarities between these two drivers? Because this is a Jimmy Johnson-esque year that he's having here uh and just how you see it yeah that's a great question and i would say the similarities and, and you know this from you know just proximity and, and being around i mean obviously a driver yourself when in races you you know as a driver you know as a competitor um the, the things that you're going to look for on race day the things that you're going to look for week in and week out so the similarities for those two guys in particular um is their drive and their hunger to, to get what's right for them in the car, to know how to uh, strategize their own race, approach a restart, you know, if, if it's a 400-mile race or a 600-mile race, if it's a short track or an intermediate track, um, they each had their definitely have their own style for feedback and how they prepare and, and you know, what they look for. Uh, but every week, they, they know what their um, objectives are going to be for that week, what they're going to look for, and what they're going to ask for. Uh, and, and it's so cool to see. And, again, the style is much different of how they go about doing it. But it, it's so cool, and I'm so fortunate to have seen it from a seven-time champion in Jimmy uh, and now with Larson, who any given week he can climb in any type of race car pretty much in the country, maybe even the world, and uh, <laughs> operated at the top level. 
So, Cliff, I'm going to ask two right here right quick because the first one might come quickly with a yes or no answer. But, it, you know, we all saw Kyle Larson at Chip Ganassi Racing, knew what a talent he was. But did you really have any idea of the driver and the person that you were getting uh, as your driver this year? And as you look forward to Phoenix, we just had a caller about Kyle, about Kyle Busch. Would practice help him? Would you rather that everybody go to Phoenix like it has been and not have that practice and give the other drivers uh, and teams an opportunity to work on their equipment? First question, no, I don't think I knew everything that would come and, and really uh, be a part of what we have right now with Larson. As a person, as a teammate, as a competitor, as a driver, we all knew how talented he, he was and, of course, is. Uh, but to see him showcase all that this year and, and really the last two years, um, even not in the Cup Series last year, he won literally half the dirt races that he entered last year was just remarkable. Um, and then what he's done on, on pavement racing and, and cup racing this year and in dirt uh, this year as well has just been nothing short of, of remarkable. Uh, and then to your next question, practice in Phoenix, I, I think, um, is still going to be healthy for us. Uh, we had to learn how to race this year totally differently uh, than, than, of course, years past because of not having practice and qualifying uh, really every weekend. So uh, we've kind of developed, you know, a few strengths in that format that we've grown accustomed to and we've learned how to refine and, and learned how to apply every week, uh, but still having a chance to go shake the car down, make a few fine-tune adjustments, make sure that, you know, he's happy with what he has, what he feels, what he sees. Uh, I, I still think it's going to be valuable for us. Of course, it's going to be valuable for everybody uh, and, and no different, you know, you, you've still got to, uh, do all the, the right things right and be at the top of your game, and, and that's what we're, we're going to have to do. Cliff, we've got one phone call for you here. Marvin has joined us. Marvin, what's on your mind? You're on with Cliff Daniels. How you doing, Clifford, the championship four dog? <laughs> hey, how are you? I'm doing pretty good, man. Hey, first of all, congratulations on all the success you and Kyle Larson have had uh, this past season. But i got to know from your perspective, Cliff, what is it like having driver number five, uh, your buddy, Kyle Larson, uh, for a teammate at Hendrick Motorsports? And do you think that uh, you and your guys' relationship will lead you to a championship this season? Yeah, so it's, uh, I, I would say it's quite a blessing to have Kyle, you know, just his, his talent, his work ethic, the good teammate that he is. Um, he, he's a great guy. I've gotten to know his, his family a good bit, uh, his wife, Caitlin, and his, and his two kids, uh, Owen and Audrey. Um, great teammate, great talent. It, it's, it's a blessing to have him on our team. And then to the second point, um, nobody can predict the future, but I promise you we are working our guts out to make sure that we can uh, at least put forth a good effort to make that happen this year and, and praying, that, praying that it will. So, Cliff, I want to ask you, I stood beside you, I think, pre-race at Richmond. I stood beside you pre-race at New Hampshire. And kind of the focus was how do we get better on this type of racetrack, all with an eye towards Phoenix and maybe at that point being in the championship four. Did you learn enough in those type of racetracks on that tire that you'll have at Phoenix to kind of go in there and have a better feeling about that race? Because I would say probably not the greatest strength of the five team heading into the year. Do you feel better about it now? Yes and no. I, I don't grading ourselves very uh, realistically. I don't think we did as good of a job this year at Richmond, both races, certainly not the first race. Second race was okay. Um, and, and even Loudon, we, we should have been better. 
the, the thing that I did learn throughout the year, uh, and, and I compare back to the race that we had at Phoenix at the beginning of the year, we passed so many cars. Unfortunately, we, we failed inspection twice at a start in the back in Phoenix uh, this year. Came up through the field, got inside the top five, sped on pit road, came from the back to the front again, sped on pit road a second time, came from the back to the front again. Um, that, I think, gives us a lot of confidence looking at that setup, that package that we had then. Uh, that, that wasn't really the same at uh, Loudon and Richmond. And, and again, because we didn't do as good of a job as we needed to at Loudon and Richmond, I, I think it's safe to say we learned some things not to do, which can be just as valuable as learning what to do. So um, we're definitely going to dig deep in the notes from the spring race this year. Uh, and, and naturally, as we should, we're going to dig deep into the notes from the, the nine car, what Allen and Chase had uh, last fall in Phoenix. Obviously, it was a great race for them, uh, winning the championship and winning the race. Uh, so, so I'm looking forward to, to really digging into those two races, expanding on that package, making sure we get it right. Um, and, and I think we'll be much better than we were at, at, at Loudon and at Richmond. DJ, it's your tee box. If you've got one more for Cliff, go ahead. Yeah, I just uh, the, uh, we talk about the driver uh, making the difference, and, and obviously that has to happen, and you have the best in the business right now. But how about your, your pit crew and, and the surrounding uh, group that, that makes all of this happen? Uh, you, you've, you've, have you handpicked the majority of that, and you feel good with your pit crew uh, going into that championship race? I want you to know how much I really appreciate this question because I don't think enough can be said to the group that we have around our team right now. Uh, there's a handful of guys that have been with uh, me on this team, and even when I was uh, a race engineer on this team that was the 48 under Chad and Jimmy, um, there's a lot of us that have been together for five or six years. Uh, there's a handful of guys that have been on this this team or this you know group uh, for, for probably 10 years, maybe even a little bit longer than that. Um, and then we have a handful of really young guys that have only been with us for two or three years uh, that are just really solid racers. Um, our, our pit crew uh, is a well-oiled machine. They do a great job every week. The guys back at the shop, uh, they're specific to the five car. Um, their work ethic is just ridiculous. I, I have to ask them not to work late on a Friday or come in on a Saturday, which is their day off and work, and, and they still want to be here. And they fight me to, to have them be here and, and to work on our cars um, I tell the guys all the time, you know, we're, we're only as strong as our weakest link. And I truly believe that we have no weak links on our team from a personnel standpoint. Uh, it's just every week making sure that, you know, we learn from the things that we did well and the things that we didn't do well the, the week before and, and the weeks before and apply that. So uh, I am so thankful to have the group that we have, pit crew, road crew, shop crew, everybody, all the engineers, um, and, and those guys do such a great job. Our team you know, irregardless of how good our cars are, how good Kyle, Kyle is, we would not be in this position um, if it weren't for the depth that we have in our team. So uh, those guys do a great job. When you look at the last two wins, Cliff, I mean, both really team wins with all they did on pit road at the Roval, and then the pit crew was phenomenal on Sunday. One more real quick one for you before we let you get out of here. Both you and Kyle post-race at Texas said, hey, we're doing all we can to help the nine car this week moving forward to make sure they get into the next round. What does that look like in practice when you're at the shop? Really, the, the first step of, of helping your teammate is you need to be fast enough uh, to be able to run up front and, and, and do anything you can just to be there because, uh, A, if, uh, if we can run up front and, and share you know, tire pressures and strategy during the race, 
Um, those are the biggest things that I think could help them during the race. Um, or, you know, if, if they are having an off day and, and we have a chance to go have a good day and maybe keep somebody else from locking themselves in, then, uh, then that could certainly help them as well. Here at the shop, all four teams have been working probably as close this year as, as the four teams that Hendrick Motorsports ever have. Uh, and, and that's really no different this week than it was a week ago or a month ago. Um, all, all four car chiefs work really close. All four crew chiefs work really close. The engineers work really close. Uh, so we've all been sharing a lot of notes, having a, a lot of good conversations about Kansas. You know, the, the priority, of course, is going to be to make sure that uh, as a company, we do what it takes to get the nine car locked into Phoenix. Uh, but at the same time, we, we need to make sure that the five, the 24 and the 48 go have great fast cars and great days and can be up there to uh, compete at the front of the field, too. So um, optimistic for those guys. And, and hopefully we've done our homework uh, the right way. and We can be, be up there, too. Good stuff, Cliff. Congrats again on the championship four and being in that, the win at Texas after the win at the Roval, and we look forward to seeing you Sunday in Kansas. Sounds good. Thanks, guys. Thanks for having me. Right, man. Cliff Daniels joining us, and certainly that team on a roll, and I know it's got to be relaxing for them to enjoy this week. When we come back, Tyler Reddick will join us here on Motormouse. Justin and so good. Thousands of summer deals at your Nordstrom Rack Store. Save up to 60% on new arrivals from Vince, Rag & Bone, Adidas, Joe's, Marc Jacobs, and more. Great brands, great prices every day at Nordstrom Rack. But hurry for first dibs. Get your summer favorites up to 60% off at Nordstrom Rack today. Great brands, great prices. That's why you rack. A lot happening this weekend at Kansas, Kyle. We're going to be busy. Pre-race show on Saturday, then Xfinity Series Racing. Those are on NBC, on NBCSN for the Cup Series race. Big hour-long pre-race show. See all that wind back there, Kyle? That's going to be... Is that Kansas? You and me and DJ on the front of the grid. (laughs) (laughs) Hoping not to blow away on Sunday. It's going to be windy. Weather looks like it's going to be good this weekend. Cannot wait to get to Kansas. I know another guy who can't wait to get to Kansas, Tyler Reddick, because... He has been Mr. Playoff Disruptor lately, running up front, nearly won the race at Texas. We welcome in Tyler Reddick. And I tell you what, I wonder how you feel like the eight team has really established themselves in these playoff, Tyler, because week after week, you guys are up there with a chance to win the race. Yeah, certainly, Marty. The last three weeks have been been a lot of fun. Um, pretty much ever since we unfortunately missed the cut by about two points, Seems from about, about that point on, when it was very easy to, to give up, we, we haven't done that at all. We've we've dug down deep, and we've continued to put out really, really fast uh, Chevrolets. And, uh, you know, we just keep fighting. Unfortunately, not for a championship, but for our own personal goals. And, um, I mean, it doesn't get talked about that often, but still there's a huge points battle from 16th to 5th uh, as soon as these playoffs got rolling and as more teams get eliminated. Uh, there's a lot of points and a lot of positions up for grabs. So, I mean, if we can win a race, that'd be great. Um, but we're but we're also still trying to get as many points as we can. And best case, we can finish fifth. I think we're we're twelfth right now. So we still got work to do. Tyler, it, it, I'm glad this is your background because I remember doing one of these things with you, and you walked all around the house trying to find signal. One time when we were doing <laughs> yeah. it, we finally ended up out on the porch. That was a fantastic. But it, you know, I, to expand on that. You have been the hot topic of conversation uh, for the last two or three weeks. And, and you had some moments during the year where we said, okay, this is going to be the race. This is going to be the race. But when you start doing it every week like you're doing it right now, 
um, then that wins right around the corner. How close do you think you guys really are at this point in time when it gets tougher at the end of the season? And what has been the change that has brought you guys this fast, this forward? Well, we just continue to work on the details. Um, as, as, as some of us that have, that have the Cup Series experience knows, you got to be good everywhere. Uh, pit road, restarts, you, you can't afford to make mistakes in any area. And while we recognize that and while it's something we continue to make better, still throughout the entire year, we haven't had a race yet that was completely mistake-free. And, and in each of those where it had been really close, like the Roval, um, Texas, and, and some races earlier in the year, been able to point to one or two mistakes that, that ultimately are the deciding factor. So we can just have one race uh, between now and, and the championship four that's being decided at, uh, at Phoenix. One mistake-free race. I think we, uh, we've we now rounded our, our team enough and gotten better on all fronts uh, enough to be able to, to get a win. It's just can't can't do stuff like that. I can't be running into William Byron trying to get the perfect side draft and get loose <laughs> and, and try and crash in front of the field. It's little mistakes, man, um, but we're spending more time up front. We're getting closer, and while the mistake-free race hasn't happened yet on my behalf, uh, the team sure rallied. We've we've been working really hard. So, Tyler, I'm going to take you out of your driver mode now. You've answered those questions. I want to put you in the mode of an analyst uh, and get to talk like we are about the Xfinity Series, which you're a two-time champion of that. When you look at this uh, lineup and the battle that's going on right now and a, a number of playoff non-playoff drivers uh, winning these races. Uh, what are these drivers, the, the pressure that they're under, and, and what's it like going to Kansas in, in that situation? It's a tough one. Um, and, and in my situation, uh, well, I think the when I was with Junior Motorsports, it was kind of a calmer day, more straightforward, went pretty well. We got out of there without uh, getting ourselves in trouble. I believe that race a couple of years ago, a lot of cars got collected in a lap one crash that wiped out a lot of playoff um, contenders. The time after that was the one that uh, me and Cole Custer got in a little like uh, little pushing match, like you see some kids getting in the sandbox in the playground. We we got in a little shoving match. So, um, you guys still hear me? Yeah, yeah, we got you. Go ahead. Yeah. Oh, okay. Sorry. Uh, <laughs> yeah, we. Uh, it's it's an easy place to make mistakes. Uh, Kansas is the type of track where there is some tire fall off. The expanding cars are out of the gas. You got to really search across the racetrack. So it's an edgy place, but the cars that are going to be fast are going to be up front all day long. And the guys that don't have the cars, it's going to be very easy to make that mistake, get in the wall and end your day. Or, you know, I guess the Xfinity car just, you can hit the wall, it'd be fine. I've done it, but like, you don't want to <laughs> crash. It's pretty easy to do at Kansas. I've done it a few times myself. It's edgy, and that wind doesn't help, does it? I mean, it's just no, pushing no, you into the, the wall. No, the wind is huge, absolutely huge. Yeah. The wind is a big deal, especially for those yeah. Xfinity cars. We have uh, someone on the line, line for you here. NASCAR is on the line to chat with you, Tyler. NASCAR, go ahead. You're on the line with Tyler Reddick. Hey, Tyler, thanks for taking the time. You know, you are right now driving on rails, but I feel RCR as an organization you guys i feel are just improving improving and getting back to the status that rcr is known um you you uh, yes the wins you want the top five top tens but what do you feel is starting to happen within rcr that is getting you guys to now where you guys are in the picture every week I think it's pretty simple honestly um it's it's just it's believing it's buying in and putting in the not just the hours, but the, the, the mental effort, like mentally locking in and, and showing up every single day with a motivation and a drive 
to thread the needle. Um, and I think it's, it's important to realize that I can't just expect that of RCR um, on their own for, to help push that along. I realized that I need to work on what I, where I can be better too. And I feel like that's where, where it really helped to get started is just really focusing on the areas that I'm absolutely just terrible. And we were able to turn those into one of my strengths or, or number of my strengths. And that mindset and that mentality, uh, as much as it's helped me, I think it's helped this whole team push and become better um, across the board too. So we started this year, you know, just on a really bad foot and it's really nice to turn around. But yeah, it's pretty simple, man. It's just buying in and putting that effort, that hard work every single day. And um, as the year's gone on, it's shown off and it's gotten better for sure. Thanks for the question. So Tyler, I want to ask you about the hot topic of the week, which is non-playoff drivers racing playoff drivers. So I want to know from you, is there an etiquette? I mean, I know obviously you got into William Byron at the Roval. You side-drafted him pretty tough at Texas as well. But is there a certain etiquette you're trying to follow? Because after all, you're trying to win a race, as DJ mentioned a moment ago. You have sponsors. You have a team to please. So kind of walk me through that etiquette. It's it's gotten so much more difficult, I think, with um, the 550 package and and the racetracks, the mile and a half in general. But as you saw right there, you know, that this is low downforce, high, uh, high horsepower. Um, and trying to go for the win. Um, yeah, it really stinks, right? You don't want to be the guy that, that changes someone's postseason. And, you know, I've, I've set that tone whenever and hopefully when we, we get ourselves in that position years to come, I've opened that door for myself to potentially have that taken away from me the same way. So something I got to live with. But at the same time, these 550 tracks, it's just the racing and how hard you have to push for every single spot is just really made it a very tough battle. There's there's times that the guys or playoff I should say I guess you should say the playoff contenders are going to be two three tens faster than you and it and it's going to be situational because of lap traffic or this or that and if you let them go you might find yourself chasing them around for the next seventy laps because there's not a, a a good opportunity to get back around them and that can change your whole day especially if you're pitted right in front of them and then you have to be coming around them so it's a really tough line to walk. Um, especially with the way this package is on the mile and a half, because you just, you never know when, when one opportunity and, and how it just kind of snowballs throughout the day, like one position here can turn into two or three. Next thing you know, you're running sixth or seventh and guys you were faster than are winning the race because you decided to <laughs> be nice or cut them a break or this or that. So it's just a tough thing. And I, I don't know what the, what the right answer for it is. You just got to race really hard. And when someone's, Someone's got position on you, you know. Just, just once, once you've lost it, you got to give it up. Don't make it too too challenging. Well, as Ryan Blaney <laughs> said, post race, you got to drive like a jerk. I'm cleaning that up these yeah. days, but you have to drive like a jerk <laughs> in this 550 package, no doubt about it. But you guys, Randall Burnett, the entire A team, have been doing a fantastic job. Everyone at RCR as well. So, congrats on the success, and hopefully, we'll see you in victory lane soon. Yeah, thank you. And I mean, it, he, it's the truth. You got to drive like that. If you take the air away, they're, they're never going to pass you. So, you know, it really does look like you're driving like a jerk, but it makes it entertaining. So we'll keep there digging, but thank you guys. Cool, thank man. You, man. Appreciate your time, Tyler. <laughs> Tyler Reddick joining us here today. When we come back, our buddy Nate Ryan will join us. We'll talk a little Xfinity Series racing. Also chat a little bit about Chase Elliott as well. That's all coming up on NASCAR America Motor Mouse. Justin and so good. Thousands of summer deals at your Nordstrom Rack Store. Save up to 60% on new arrivals from Vince, 
Rag & Bone, Adidas, Joe's, Marc Jacobs, and more. Great brands, great prices every day at Nordstrom Rack. But hurry for first dibs. Get your summer favorites up to 60% off at Nordstrom Rack today. Great brands, great prices. That's why you rack. MotoGP, a big part of the Motorsports Weekend here on the networks of NBC. It all starts Saturday. Live Meekum Auto Auctions, 1230 Eastern on NBCSN. And then, of course, the Xfinity Series. Flip over to NBC Network for that. And then Sunday, big day, starting at noon on NBC. Nine-time world champion Valentino Rossi, his last ride at his home circuit in Italy. I know Kyle's going to be watching. That'll be a crazy scene. And then, of course... Another ticket to the championship four given away at Kansas NBCSN, 2 p.m. Eastern. You don't want to miss that. So we welcome in our buddy Nate Ryan, who's hanging out with us. Good to have you here, Nate. Uh, here. Let's talk a little Xfinity racing with everybody. So, Kyle, I want to know from you, are the two guys at the top of the Xfinity Series championship standings, A.J. Elmendinger, Austin Zendrick, are they comfortable <laughs> with where they are? What? Okay, comfortable is, is, is plus 30 not. and plus 26. Probably not comfortable. But do I think they're safe? Yeah, I think they're safe. Okay. Because if, I, if they're not safe, then we've got to say that Harrison Burton and, and Brandon Jones have a legit shot. And I don't believe they have a legit shot at okay. this point in time. I, and, and I'm sorry, because it, it is, it's tough to catch back up in this system. We, we, we've seen that before. It's tough. And we're talking A.J. Amendinger and Austin Sindrick, the two best teams. It's like talking... Kyle Larson, he loses 35 points in one race, and everybody goes, oh, my gosh, oh, my gosh, Kyle Larson, he's not going to make it. And then he just comes back and wins races. So right. the, the point is these are the guys that they can afford to lose a few points because they're capable of winning and making it back. So, DJ, I want to know from you, when will Dan, Daniel Hemrick win? He has now tied you for second-place finishes before a win with 10. So when does that happen for Daniel Hemrick? Yeah, I told Daniel back a month or so ago, I said, this is a record I'd like to keep. I want to see you break that string. You know? <laughs> but, you know, it, it, but it is the saga of, you know, can, will he win a race? It, certainly he can. There's no doubt. It, it, he has the talent, um, but he has to figure out how to make this happen at the end. But, you know, he's got, he's been beat by some really, really good cars and race drivers, and that makes it even more difficult at times. So uh, another excellent weekend. But there's going to be a, a teammate of sorts in Ty Gibbs in that 54 car uh, that's mm -hmm. going to be hard to beat, uh, along with A.J. and um, and others there uh, that, that want to win too. So uh, it makes it difficult. I, I really believe, you know, I, I, I actually thought that Texas might be his best shot. Uh, but now his next best shot is coming this weekend. And, and this could be the biggest time to get his win. Not only is it his first win, but then it propels him into the championship four at Phoenix. He has never not been in the championship four. Every full-time year he's had in the Xfinity Series. So we'll see if he can make it there. Nate, uh, this Kansas playoff race for the Xfinity Series, 
has always been chaotic. It's yeah. always created anger. I don't know why. <laughs> Do you have any idea why? I mean, drivers leave angry every year yeah. from this race. I mean, if you can forget Tyler Reddick versus Cole Custer yeah. a few years ago. That was that, a good that one. Was yeah. an epic the fight on pit road, yeah. yes. Yeah. I, I don't know if I have any great theories for it, Marty, but it might just be that the Xfinity playoffs are structured differently than the Cup playoffs. Mm-hmm. And for whatever reason, you know, starting with 12 guys as opposed to 16, I think there's a little bit more intensity coming into this round than maybe there might be uh, the way that the Cup playoffs yeah. lay out. And I also just think that uh, if you look at this year, and I think you could extrapolate this back um, through past races, I mean, nobody's locked in, right? Yeah. So, and good point. I, and nobody's real, and nobody can clinch on points either, um, which is somewhat surprising when you think about the regular seasons that Almendinger and Cindric have had. So, I, I think both of those guys feel comfortable, but. I don't think anybody is completely safe, and I think it lends itself to some chaotic racing. Yeah, we've seen lap one wrecks here. We've seen fights after the race here in the Xfinity Series. We've seen a little bit of everything. Chandler has a question for us. Go ahead, Chandler. You're on the line. What's up? Thank you, Marty. So, guys, I was at school today, and the news broke out. I was at school. Brandon Jones will go back to Joe Gibbs Racing next year in the Xfinity Series. So my question to you guys is, the success he's had over the years, what can you expect out of Brandon Jones in 2022? And can he win more races coming in 2022? I was looking at you and I'm no, feeling Kyle no, we, needs we to talk. Here. Yeah, go Kyle. Listen, listen. <laughs> okay, and, I, and I, this is, this, I hate to be brutal, but he has capped out. Uh, we, what we see Brandon Jones do is what Brandon Jones is going to do. Okay, he's going to have some great races during the course of a season. We see him and you think, my gosh, where did this kid come from? Where did this talent come from? And then the next six races, we see him leave his brain in the truck when he puts his helmet on. (laughs) And you wonder, oh, my gosh, what's this kid even Uh, doing out there? And and I'm sorry. I know that's brutal. But at the same time, he's been here long enough uh, that lessons that he should have learned, he's not learned yet. So I, I know that's tough, but that's. Kyle's opinion. I mean, I'll make a bold statement in that I, I think Brandon Jones is going to win another race, but I think Daniel Hemrick is going to win a race before Brandon Jones wins his next Xfinity race. Okay. Let me okay. Interpolate so, that is bold. So, That's bold right guy there. Never mean, before. A guy who's never won is going to win before Brandon. Yeah, yeah. like, and you thought I was cruel. <laughs> you thought I was cruel. <laughs> I feel like, I mean, Hemrick's team is dangerous. I, I think they're, they're just due, they're overdue to win this year. I think it's going to happen. All right, there you go. The comments from Kyle Petty and Nate Ryan. Uh, let's move on to Cup Series stuff. Can't wait for the Xfinity Series on NBC this Saturday. Denny Hamlin, some comments today. Nate, I want to get your thoughts on that. Uh, you know, he's coming to two of his best tracks, but I take from his comments today, he's genuinely concerned. He thinks that, listen, if, if Joey Logano goes and wins and Martin Truex or Martin Truex wins, I'm all of a sudden the guy that's almost out. So what did you take away from this comment? I, mean, I think he's saying the right things, Marty. I mean, he also said that as long as they finish top five in both stages and top five in the race, the next two weeks, he's in no matter what. So I think, like, he sees a path forward here yeah. regardless of what Truex and Logano does. But, you know, I don't know what KP and DJ think. But, yeah. I, I mean, to your point on Brandon Jones, Truex and Logano, I don't see either of those guys winning Kansas. I just, I just don't. Um, yeah. Especially... You know, coming off what happened to Logano at Texas and the way the way Truex ran there, too. Um, I think both of those guys could win Martinsville, but there's only going to be one Martinsville winner. That's, <laughs> true. That's so, true, man. That's as much true. as everybody That's wants true. to talk about, hey, Chase Elliott can win, Truex can win, Logano can win, Hamlin yeah. can win, only one guy's going to win. And I think I think Hamlin's saying yeah. the right things, but I think, like, it still lays out well for yeah. him. Hey, for me, for me this, is, this is what I think. I think Hamlin shouldn't let Texas get in his head. 
Okay, because I think he had put himself in a position where I thought he was one of the favorites. I think he was gaining momentum. He was in the right place. Forget Texas. Go on. Do what you know you can do because we know Hamlin can go to, to, to Kansas and win Kansas. And we know Hamlin can go to Martinsville and win Martinsville. You talk about Joey and, and Truex. So take that out. Take that out of your head. Just go run your race and don't get so caught up in it because once you get to Phoenix, you're going to be one of the favorites. DJ, you have any thoughts on that? Because you you brought up this at the top of the show that Denny maybe unnecessarily put himself in a yes. tough spot at Texas. Yeah, and these things are going to happen as they race in these packs, and they're going to be in that situation again in Kansas. And when something happens right in front of you, you know you can't avoid it. So I think Kyle's exactly right. It, Put Texas in the rearview mirror and go forward because they had a lot of momentum. They'd won the first race of the first two segments or stayed in the the playoffs or rounds there. And so they thought that was going to happen at Texas because things were going their way. All of a sudden, it not only didn't happen, but they find themselves in a very precarious position now. And so you've got to forget that. Go do what you've been doing. Put yourself in a position to win and take what you can get from that, you know, I know he believes. He says, oh, all we got to do is go run in the top five and in the first two stages and then in the race. Well, yeah, there's a number of people who like that. But he's also got to look at Ryan Blaney's there being able to do the same things, too, which could make Denny's path even more difficult. DJ, to Nate's point a moment ago, and when we talked about this earlier today, I look at Logano, Truex, Chase Elliott, Denny Hamlin, all those teams, Brad Kozlowski, I talked to all of them. They all say, oh, we can go win Martinsville. Hey, there's only one winner at Martinsville. There's like seven teams that go, we can go win there. The, the, the funnel's going to narrow at some point, DJ. Yeah, I've had some pretty stupid plans in my life, too, along the way. And for Martinsville and win, ain't happening. When KP and I are on the racetrack in Victory Lane after that race is over at Marshville, there's only going to be one driver there. <laughs> That's all they're going to allow there. So, um, but I appreciate that that they know that they're all great short track racers, and I, I understand their thinking to a certain level. But there again, you don't want to make this coming down to just one race. So go put a great effort in this weekend and and do what you can. I'm going to go back to that MotoGP. Uh, preview for a second yeah Katie I don't know how you think but when I see that it makes me realize I wasn't quite quite as crazy driving a race car (laughs) I know it makes our career choices look good those guys are insane (laughs) no doubt about it um I want to go to Chase Elliott Kevin Harvick's comments uh this past weekend which you know were interesting certainly a shot across the bow Nate where he goes shouldn't Chase be worrying about why his team can't run like the five team uh, does Kevin have some validity there? I mean, Chase Elliott, you look at the season, only wins are on road courses. They, I don't know. I, don't, I haven't seen them run spectacular at Ovals. Now, I will defend them. Texas is not his best racetrack. Kansas, Martinsville, much better right. for that team. Right. What are your thoughts on the Kevin I mean, Harvick he, comments? He does have a win at Kansas before. He did finish second at Vegas. But I, I agree with Harvick to some extent that he has not been as fast yeah. as Byron and as Kyle Larson on the mile and a half consistently. Hendricks certainly has been class of the field, but I don't know if you'd necessarily say Chase Elliott has been in the, the Byron Larson class. So I think if you're Hendrick, you might be looking at what Harvick said, not that they're going to take it to heart, but they, you, they might be looking at it similarly that I, I think it, it's better for Hendrick if Larson and, Elliott, or Larson and Byron win yeah. um, than trying to focus all our energy and trying to get Elliott a step up in the yeah. victory lane because yeah. then you have two points – Two positions on points for the championship four. 
if you know one of those yeah. guys wins the race, Great one point. of LA's teammates. Great point. We've got less than a minute left. Kyle's been holding on to the sheet of paper. DJ, give me a winner at Kansas this weekend. <laughs> oh gosh, well I know who he's going with, so I'm going with somebody else. Um, I, I think that uh, I, I think you're going to have to outrun Larson again. I think he's going to make life tough for, for those guys, and so I look at him. Appreciate you hanging out with us today, yeah. DJ Kyle. Yeah. Who you got this weekend? Listen, anybody in a bow tie. Uh, that's, that's all I'm going to say. <laughs> right. Whoever's standing in victory lane is going to have a bow tie. Look at this prediction I, from oh, Nick Rowe. Oh, oh, wow. Can we get a tight so shot of that? <laughs> 24. <laughs> William Byron, really? You yeah. like that? Yeah. I'm going to go with nice. Ryan Blaney this weekend. Hard to believe when we're back here Monday. Just two races left in the season. Enjoy the races from Kansas this weekend, everyone. Justin and so good. Thousands of summer deals at your Nordstrom Rack Store. Save up to 60% on new arrivals from Vince, Rag & Bone, Adidas, Joe's, Marc Jacobs, and more. Great brands, great prices every day at Nordstrom Rack. But hurry for first dibs. Get your summer favorites up to 60% off at Nordstrom Rack today. Great brands, great prices. That's why you rack.